Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for joining this week's message from Zoe Church LA. We have a free Sunday, which means we're not in a series. So I'm going to be sharing today about fishing with faith. But before we do, I want to thank every person that subscribes to our podcast, comments, and likes. Thank you for helping us spread the gospel. And I want to thank everybody that gives faithfully to Zoe Church. If you'd like to start your worship of giving, you can go to our website and give there or text Zoe, Z-O-E, to 77977. But let's jump into this week's message as we talk about how to become fishers of men. Matthew chapter 4. Uh, we just concluded a study out of the book and the life of Job. Anybody enjoy the study we did in the book of Job? Love that study and go back and watch. But we call these free Sundays where we're not in a series and I get to kind of just preach whatever I want. I just got to let you know, by the way, I'm excited because next Sunday I'm not preaching on Super Bowl Sunday. Pastor Julia is preaching next Sunday. Holler at your girl if you see him in the pulpit. And so, and next, uh, next Sunday night, uh, Saturday night, by the way, Sunday night, our Sunday night service at 6 p.m. is moving to Saturday night at 6 p.m. And then we'll be here tomorrow, uh, next Sunday morning on Super Bowl Sunday for the 9.45 and 11.30. And then we'll go watch the Chiefs and the 49ers. Are there any Chief fans here today? Okay, one. Are there any? Oh, two. I see. He's, he, gave, he even wore his hoodie. Any uh, 49er fans in the house? Any chips and guac fans in the house? Any you love the commercial lovers in the house? <laughs> so next Sunday will be really fun. But I was excited to have a free, a free Sunday. And this past Wednesday, Wednesday at 4 in the morning, the Lord woke me up and gave me today's message. And I gotta be honest, I've been doing this for a couple decades. I have never or I can't remember any time that has ever happened to me in the history of preaching. And I've always grew up and I heard preachers like, I'm gonna preach it like God gave it to me. I was always like, could I have that experience sometime? Like, because I got to study and cross-reference and look stuff up, and you're telling me God just gave you a message? This is the first time I ever felt like God gave me a message. Like, I woke up, I wrote it down, and I'm going to preach it to you today like God gave it to me at 4 in the morning on Wednesday. Clap if you got some faith today in Jesus' name. In fact, the title of my message today is called Fishing with Faith. And I'm excited because when I was growing up, when I was a kid growing up, my dad used to wake me up on Saturday mornings early and he'd take me fishing with him. And I used to love, my favorite part of going fishing with my dad was not fishing, it was going to go get the, the bait because I'd always go get snacks at the grocery store. And so I went my, wake up with my dad and we get all the gear on and we get the tackle box ready and we get all of our hooks and the lines right and the poles all prepared. And we, I, I can remember so vividly walking into this little mart. It had, you know, it had like, a, you ever see, you walk in those, those little AMPM looking things. Looks like the burrito's been there for two months. Look like sin just sitting there on the platform. It looks like, it's like, what's hell going to look like? Whatever that burrito's going through. 
And I walk in and I, I ask my dad for like a soda and chips. And I'm just here for the snacks, people. And so, and so I, I get in my dad's truck and, and we go, to, you know, to some lake or river. And, and we cast out a line and we try and catch fish. And I just, I like this imagery because I felt like God was saying to me Wednesday at 4 a.m., he was reminding me that once you follow Jesus, you become a fisher. And you don't fish for fish, you start fishing for men. Watch what Jesus says here in Matthew 4. It says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. I like that word immediately. It jumps out to me. Because when you encounter the love of Jesus, you're willing to leave behind your life to give your life to his. They immediately followed. They, there was something about his love. There was something about his acceptance. There was something about his calling that they said, we got to leave behind our business to get involved in his business. He says, you think you're good now because you're fishing for fish. But if you follow me, I'll make you a fisher of men. I love this idea because we got to go back always to John 3.16. John 3.16 is one of the most famous scriptures in all of the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and his only son. God didn't give his son because he was mad at the world. God gave his son because he loved the world. God gave his son because you and I were lost. You and I needed a savior. We couldn't live up to the standards of the law, so we needed a savior to rescue us from our sin. And you see this throughout the scriptures, that God always places a high value on that which is lost. You and I do the same thing. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I just take my keys for granted when I got them. My remote control, I don't even think about my remote until I lose it. But when I lose my remote control, I talk to my boys like, you better come here right now, son. Where did you put my remote control? You ever lose your keys and you're frantic looking through everything just like, ah, because we place value on that which is lost. And God did that with us. Look at Isaiah 53. We relate with this. Isaiah 53, all of us like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. When we were lost, Jesus loved us enough to come find us. Watch what it says here in Luke 15 and look at the value he places. Luke 15 verse 1, tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. And this made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people he was even going to Chipotle with them. So Jesus told them a story. He said, if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. 
When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. What Jesus is saying is, man, when I find someone that's been lost in addiction, lost in depression, lost in rebellion, and lost in pain, when they come back into the fold, I will rejoice with everybody else because that which is lost is found. I'm thankful today that when I was lost, he found me. Come on, clap together if you're grateful that Jesus went on a rescue mission to rescue your life. This is the gospel. This is the good news. That if you ever get lost, God doesn't go, ah, sucks to be you, buddy. Good luck out there, friend. No, he leaves the 99. He leaves the church folk. He leaves the people that are healthy. Jesus goes, it's not those that are healthy that need a physician. It's those that are sick. It's not those that are righteous that need help. It's those that are unrighteous. And I'm just telling you right now that when you start following Jesus, all of a sudden he teaches you how to become a fisher of men. In fact, write down point number one today. If you ain't fishing, are you really following? Because the sign of a follower is fishing for people. The sign of a follower, it doesn't matter what your Instagram bio says. It doesn't matter what bumper sticker you put on your car. It doesn't matter your political party. It doesn't matter what you think is exterior. The sign of a true follower of Jesus is that you're allowing him to teach you how to fish for people. And the moment he starts teaching you is the moment you start really following. And he says, come, follow me. They left their business. They left their, their nets. And they're like, yeah, show us how to do that. Teach us how to do that. Watch these next scriptures. Look in Luke chapter 19. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. I'm trying to find a way to find them and to help them. Look at this next one, Mark chapter two, verse 17. But when Jesus overheard their complaint, he said to them, who goes to the doctor for a cure? Those who are well or those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but to call those who are sinners and bring them to repentance. I wanna tell you, friend, people that you've canceled, God hasn't. People that you wrote off as the worst, God hasn't. People that you think are going to hell, God has not declared that. He has come to call those that need love, call those that need acceptance, and those that need grace. He says, make no mistake about it. It's not about the people that are already in within these four walls. It's for the one that says, I could never come to church. I, you, don't, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've gone. You don't know what I've participated in or the people I hang out with. No, the reason why God sends us out as fishers of men is because it's proof that if God did it for me, my friend, God could do it for you. If God found me when I was lost, let me remind you, you did not find God, God found you. God found you in your broken place. God found you in your worst state. God found you when you didn't have a clue of his love and the cross and his grace. And what did he do when he found you? 
wave his, his finger in your face, look at you. Yeah, Clipper fan. I appreciate that laugh right there. That was genuine and sincere. West Side, there's a woman of God right here. Spirit of joy is all over that girl. He, 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 he didn't change this by shame. The Bible says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. What causes us to come home? In fact, in Luke 15, Jesus tells three stories about something that's lost. He talks about a lost sheep, we just read it, a lost coin, and a lost son. He tells three illustrations to emphasize, I'm about lost people. It's not that I look past those that are found, but the moment you get salvation and the moment you become a follower, I turn you around and send you out as a fisher. And I'll use your past, I'll use your story, I'll use your life, I'll use anything you allow me to, to use it as a rescuing agent of people in this world. Just like this because it's like, God didn't save me so I could sit in a service. God didn't give me salvation so I can attend a connect group alone. No, he goes, follow me. And you think fishing is fun for fish? Woo! Get ready, because you're about to fish for people. And the same strategies you needed with hooks and bait, we're going to use the same strategies to reach humans. We're going to find a way to let them know the gospel works. The good news is for all people. And I'll use some fishermen, some normal. Come on, God always takes the ordinary and uses us to do something extraordinary all by the grace of Jesus Christ. And I like this. Write down number two today. Don't be driven for success. Be led into significance. I want to ask you today, friend, do you live to be a success? Are you obsessed with the success of your brand, the success of your name? Are you obsessed with success? Because when you follow Jesus, you turn it around and you want to be led into being significant. It's no longer about making much of my name. Now I live to make much of his name. No longer about trying to build a platform. It's trying to tell I'm a nobody telling the world about a somebody. So let me ask you today, are you... Are you living for success or are you being led by Jesus into being significant? I'd rather be significant in somebody's life. You help me find faith. You help lead me to Jesus. You taught me how to pray. You taught me how to read the Bible. You taught me how to build a family. You taught me how to live for God. I was watching your life. I'd rather be significant than the world standards be a success. Who cares if you're a success and you get to heaven? I want to let you know. Clearly, I was a success. I'd rather get to heaven and said, I leveraged the farm to help lost people know the good news is for you. Come on, let's just clap for a moment if that's your prayer. Come on, Westside, everybody together. 
It was awesome at, at, at the conference. One of my favorite things at Zoe Conference this year was the workshops. I'm telling you, get signed up. You, you got to make plans next year. It's going to be unbelievable. We're going to have the best time. The best part, I thought, was not just the meetings. It was the workshops. And I got to host a few workshops. One of my favorite workshops was in the afternoon. On Friday afternoon, I did a, a worship workshop where I interviewed Naomi Make It Rain and Andrew Holt from Belonging Co. And we had the best time because it was all like worship leaders and artists in there. So it was just like feelings and emotions and like clouds of just stuff, you know. Because like all the songwriters and producers just floating together. And I had the best time. I had so much fun. And afterwards I was leaving and this girl came up to me and she's like, Pastor Jack, I just, can I say something to you real fast, Pastor Jack? So anytime someone calls me pastor, I just go, yes. I am a pastor. And so she was like, I just got to tell you real fast. She said, when I was 13, you preached at my summer camp a message that changed my life. She said, I just wanted to say thank you because if it wasn't for that message you preached when I was 13, I wouldn't be here today. I've always just wanted to have the opportunity to say thank you. And I was like, How old are you today? <laughs> She's like, oh, pastor, I'm 30. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm getting old, people. Been doing this too long. I'd rather be significant. And try and be successful. You can't take none of success to heaven. We got to remind ourselves, events don't change people. People change people. I can't wait for the Super Bowl. We're going to have fun. It's going to be the most watched Super Bowl probably in history, like it always is. But Super Bowl don't change nobody's life. Zoe Conference, the event doesn't change somebody's life. Church services don't change anybody's life. People change people's life. That's why you got to get into a connect group and get a friend that becomes a covenant relationship and iron will sharpen iron because God can use somebody to be the significant advocate and change your life. And I don't know about you, but I want to live to be a success. I want to live. I love Mother Teresa. I'm inspired by Mother Teresa. By the world standards, she is a failure, not a success at all. But by the kingdom of God's standard, she made a significant impact on the earth. How does she do this? By loving and serving and giving and helping and following Jesus. I'd rather be a significant person than a successful person. Amen? Write down number three. It goes in the same line. Here's another one. <laughs> Write this down. Are you focused on getting or are you focused on giving? A couple thoughts I wrote down. To become a leader, you got to be a servant. To find life, you got to die to self. To get back at your enemy, love him. To become blessed, give. So let me ask you, friend, are you, a, are you about getting or are you all about giving? Because the kingdom of God is all about giving. And that's what Jesus is teaching these two guys. He's saying, follow me and I'll teach you how to be a giver. 
I'll teach you how to fish. I'll teach you how to, how to sow. I'll teach you how to love. I'll teach you how to encourage. I'll teach you how to comfort. I'll teach you how to be a strength in somebody's life. I don't know about you, but I don't like being around takers because takers take. And they wake up in the morning and think, how can I take? How can I get something? How can I get more? I'm not satisfied. Be careful about your eye. The Bible says in the eye that the eye is never satisfied. It can't see enough. That's why you scroll and scroll and scroll. And two hours later, you're still scrolling because the eye is never satisfied. Be careful about your appetite. Be careful about your life. I'm not living as a taker. I'm living as a giver. Because God already gave me everything. How could I not give him my everything? Be careful as a, as a taker. I'll never forget when I first moved here into L.A. And I was just like, Lord, for Julie and I, we want to be a blessing. We want to be a strength. We want to help people. So when I first moved to L.A., I was out in these streets four or five nights a week. Just out, meals, and, and just trying to meet people. And I met this one guy, and I got him to come to church. And he had tattoos all over him. So one time we were having coffee and I was asking him, like, tell me the genesis of your tattoos. I love your tattoos. Tell me the genesis. And on one of his forearm, he had leverage and another forearm said monetize. I said, tell me about your leverage and monetize. He goes, oh, every morning I wake up. This is all I think about. Leverage, monetize. Leverage my relationships, monetize my relationships. I looked at my man. I said, my man, we different. that's a taker. I'm going to leverage. I'm going to monetize. But when you follow Jesus, it doesn't matter what's on your skin. All that matters is what's in your heart. And God changed my heart now, not to be a getter, but to be a giver. To help. To serve. To love. Listen to these beautiful words from, from Paul the Apostle. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians 9, 19, now even though I am free from obligation to others, I joyfully make myself a servant to all in order to win as many converts as possible. I became Jewish to the Jewish people in order to win them to the Messiah. I became like one under the law to gain the people who are stuck under the law, even though I myself am not under the law. And to those who are without the Jewish laws, I became like them as one without the Jewish laws in order to win them. Although I'm not outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, I became weak to the weak to win the weak. I have adapted to the culture of every place I've gone so that I could more easily win people to Christ. I've done all this so that I would become God's partner for the sake of the gospel. Some of us gotta be careful because you're a chameleon by nature. And you change by environment that you step in because you want people to like you. And you are petrified of rejection. So you're trying to win people so that you look good and that you can get in good with people. But when you live for Jesus, you try and win with people, not so that they can like you, but eventually you can turn them to Jesus. And he goes, I, I, when I'm with the weak people, I'm like, I'm like relate with the weak people. Hey, weak people. I don't go to the gym either. I'm so weak. And we just like, just weaky week, week on three, one, two, three, week. Just soft. 
And when I hang out the law, people I'm like, oh, the law. <laughs> law and order, great show. I just, I just kidding, I just kidding, I don't know. This is the first thing that came to mind, I apologize. That's my, that's my bad, that's my bad, shouldn't have said it. But he said, I wake up every day and I try and relate with people and connect with people and I try and do everything I can to speak in their language in order to win them to Jesus. Because I'm not trying to win them so they go, oh, they're so amazing. You ever been around somebody amazing? You're just like, they are. It's like Pastor Jensen. Friday night, Pastor Jensen preached. Pastor Jensen preached one of the best messages. But everybody talk about how handsome and how good looking and Pastor Jensen's hair. Oh, Pastor Jensen's hair. I'm like, fine, I'm going out my hair. (laughs) It's getting over yourself. To not try and impress others so that in other rooms they're talking about how great you are. But living for a bigger purpose than popularity. A bigger purpose than fame and being liked. How about doing everything we can to be a partner with Jesus in getting the message of the gospel out. I became a partner of God so that people will know Jesus. That's what it's all about. So are you a taker? Are you a taker? Because what I've noticed about takers, takers take. I want to just remind you, side, side note, be careful of people in your life that keep taking from you, but they never give to you. If you're always inviting, but never invited, be careful. Be careful of people, because by the way, if you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And eventually, they're going to even despise your generosity. It's got to be, in your relationships, a two-way street. I want to encourage you, wake up tomorrow morning and give especially to those who think church ain't for me. God could never love somebody like me. I'm from the wrong family. I got such a, a littered past of sin and mistake and failure after failure. There's no way that that stuff could be for me. No, my friend, I want to encourage you. Don't listen to the lie and the whisper of the enemy that says you are outside of the grace of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whomsoever, whomsoever in the whole world would give their life to Jesus. They will not perish, but they shall have everlasting life. Let's all clap and thank God for the power of his grace. Worship team, come join me. Here's the last thing. The gospel is not come and see. The gospel is go and tell. Ha. That's what this, this whole thing's about. It's not come and see. The gospel's go and tell. That's why we sing that song. Go tell it on the mountains. Shout it on the rooftops. Let the whole world know. I had a call last week. There's an agent in town. He just signed a, 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 an athlete. He said, oh, Pastor Jack, can you help me? This athlete wants to do everything he can to leverage his platform to tell the world about Jesus. Can you jump on a call with my athlete? I said, put us on a call. We got on the phone. The athlete's like, oh, sir, I'm young. I don't know what I'm doing. I just got this scholarship. I'm going to go play in college. I want to do everything I can to tell the world about Jesus. I said, oh. 
It's not come and see. It's go and tell. If you're not fishing, are you following? Jesus encounters this woman. We call her in the scriptures, the woman at the well. Mainly because she's sitting on a well. Distributing water. I appreciate the laugh. I get it. We call them fishers because they fish. Okay, but you're snorting now, and I can't preach when people snort. It like, I can do a lot, but not that. God gave me this at 4 a.m. I did not know someone was going to snort on the other side of this message. Surely the Lord is in this place. <laughs> She's serving water, and Jesus comes and asks her for a drink. <laughs> Living water is asking this girl for water. He's a Jewish boy, and she's a Gentile, and and she's like, man, what are you doing even talking to me? Long story short, Jesus reads her mail, gives her a word of wisdom, word of knowledge. And he, she, he says, um, go get your husband. Long story short, this lady has been with six other men. She's been looking from guy after guy to fulfill that that void and here comes Jesus the seventh man in her life the biblical number for seven is completion and he loves her and he speaks to her and he reads her mail and it marked her and she leaves and she goes home and she tells everybody oh my God I met a man today and her friends and family are like, uh, yeah, you did. You've been meeting men, okay? Where you meet them? The bar? Hinge? What's his name? This one have a job? No, 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 it's different. It's different. It's different. Trust me. I met a man today that changed my life. Come and see. Read here, John. This is, this is amazing. John chapter 4. And the woman left her water pot and went her way into the city. And she said to the men, come and see a man who told me all the things I'd ever done. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out the city and they came to him. I like that she wasn't told, go tell everybody. But she just out of the abundance of being wrecked by the gospel and ruined by the grace of God. She said, I can't keep this to myself. I got to tell everybody that I know I met a man that changed me and loved me and saved me. And you need to experience the same thing. And the last thing Jesus says in Matthew 28 before he goes to heaven is go and tell the world about my love and baptize them. Oh, I can't wait for baptize California. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Holy Spirit. 
Why did he do this? Because she did it naturally out of an abundance of being rescued. But he told us, just in case we ever got bored in church, I want to let you know it's not about what happens in these four walls. Go into the highways and the byways. Go into every street. Go into every cafe. Go into every workspace. Go into every neighborhood and tell them there is a man that changed your life. Oh, come on, praise him today. Thank him for his grace. He said to the woman, if you knew who was talking to you, you'd ask me for a drink. She's like, um, sir, I don't mean any disrespect, but fam, you don't have any water. And he said, yeah, 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 but I do. And whoever drinks of these waters will never thirst again. Out of them will flow rivers of living water. I'm fishing by faith. How are we going to build a church in L.A., Los Angeles, California, the most beautiful city in the world, if we don't go fishing for people that thought God hated them, that thought God rejected them, that thought God had abandoned them, they've got hurt. Oh, I want to encourage you today. It's not events that change people's life. It's people that change people's lives. And I don't got much. I don't got much. But one thing I do is I got the love of Jesus flowing out of my life. I'm going to do everything I can to be a giver. How about you? I'm going to do everything I can to show people if God can rescue a punk, messed up person like me that has tons of issues and tons of hurdles and tons of... If God could love me, I know he could love you. He's just looking for some fishers. You go, I don't know how to do that. For some of us, it's as easy as just starting to text somebody. Hey, want to go to church? Want to go to church with me? Maybe like this athlete guy, you want to start posting about God. Maybe for some people, you're like, you know what? I'm just going to win with people. And then down the road, when they trust me, I'll share about my faith. It doesn't matter what hook or bait you have to use. It starts with the intention of saying, I'd rather fish for men and be significant for God than try and gain the whole world. Come on, clap if you're down for God. Come on, come on, throw down your nets today. Follow Jesus immediately. Stand to our feet, Jesus, we thank you.